Hey, this is John Fanta from Fox College Hoops and Big East Shootaround. You're listening to the best podcast on the Seton Hall Pirates, Left Coast Pirates. Coming to you just west of the Ward Place Gate from Citizens Business Bank Arena in Ontario, California, home of the Agua Caliente Clippers, and most importantly, two Left Coast Pirates, Seton Hall greats, Desi Rodriguez and Angel Delgado. How you guys doing? Doing great. Doing good. I'm doing good. Guys, did you watch the game today? Yeah, we did watch some of it. I watched some of it. We watched some of it, but we got to get ready for for this one. So we know they won, and the guys did a great job. All right, guys. So we know the G League is all about development for the next level. Uh, where have you seen the most growth in your game so far? Uh, for me, I think uh, shooting the ball and playing um, and playing and being on the defensive end, I stepped that up. I know I had to be a defensive player to um, be on the next level. So, you know, I think I proved in, in those aspects of my game a lot. Uh, I think I, I'm doing a lot of good, different things right now. I'm not used to rebounding right now. I'm, I can put the ball on the floor and shoot the ball a little bit better. So, it's definitely helping me a lot in this at this level. How was the time with the big club? It was great. It was great. It's a great experience and. We just we just gotta keep working and keep doing what we're doing. So because that means that we're doing a really good job. So we gotta keep keep it up. What do you guys think the biggest difference between the pro game and the college game is? Oh, uh, it's definitely um, the pace. It's more faster um, in the pro level. Um, you know, it's it's more it's more spaced out, more one-on-one play. Um, you know, the college level is more packed in. You can pack it in a little bit, but you know, college level you gotta. Um, I mean, uh, the next pro level you gotta really get down and play defense and get stops, and, and it's a lot of running. So you know, you gotta stay up and down with that. Exactly what Desi said. It's a lot of space. It's more space. It's, now it's not a lot of double teams. You, you can drive the ball better right now. It's not, it's not too crowded. So it's, it's really it's, you can play ball basically better out here and doing a better good job out here. All right. So next up, what did you guys miss most from your days at Seton Hall? Uh, just the hospitality. You know, it's, it, it was great playing there. Uh, the fans is great. You know, it's more family reunited. So, um, you know, I definitely miss it there, the coaches, uh, the players, um, and definitely um, the cost of I miss that. Uh, I miss the, the fans. I miss, definitely miss the fans. I miss my coaches and my teammates. Uh, those guys were like my family. I really, I really miss them right now. All right, so you guys were a special class with Seton Hall. Describe your feelings on the legacy you guys were able to leave behind after last year. Uh, we, we started something that, you know, a lot of programs don't get an opportunity to get. Uh, we came in when it was down. Uh, we brought in a great group of six guys and we we came in with one goal and I was to win and change the program around so you know I think we left that did a good job and coaches coaches did a good job recruiting after we we was there uh we won them a championship we went to the tournament three years so you know the legacy we want to keep uh keep going uh I'm 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 really agree with Desi say I'm with Desi and I know I know that everything was was to build a legacy and we built a great a great legacy out there we lay our names talk for itself and our game and we just, keep, we just keep doing the same thing and just trying to bring a legacy everywhere we go. Okay, so we're going to do a walk the plank segment. We'll walk them through it. So basically, we're just going to ask you something real quick and just Rapid first thing off the top of your head. All right. Favorite win as a Pirate? Uh, Villanova. Villanova. Desi, better moment. Game-winning bucket at Louisville or Sports Center, Sports Center top 10 dunk at Wichita State? Uh, Louisville. Angel, better accomplishment. 2020 NCAA game versus Kansas or Big East career rebounding record? Big East career rebounding record. Most intimidating road environment you ever played in a college? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the tournament, first round. Most talented player you've ever played with or against at any level in your career? Uh, played against Miles Powell uh, in practice and 
on the other team, uh, Mikael Bridges? Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have walked the plank. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And yes, that was our interview from Courtside in Ontario, California with Seton Hall greats Desi Rodriguez and Angel Delgado. Mike, my first question to you is, who the hell let us in? Uh, look, the L.A. Clippers G League organization does a great job. I, I have to say thank you to them. They were great hosts. Uh, you know, we, we bought a, a package of tickets, like a whole bunch of other groups that showed up to the arena, and they were just world-class to everybody. I recommend that you get out there because they basically brought down the friends and families in our group and let them get on, onto the court. Uh, they were taking photos with the players. And look, a Angel and, and Desi, not only are they fun players to watch, but they are great ambassadors of the game. Uh, they were not only accommodating to do the interview with us, but they were totally interactive with the kids. They were picking them up for pictures. They were giving them high fives. I mean, Angel had a smile on his face that went ear to ear. He said, I'm so happy to see all these pirates out here in California. And you could just tell that he was like genuinely, you know, he really meant it. I mean, we were all there dressed in our blue and our logos. And the minute he crossed underneath the basket and onto the court from a distance, you could see that he was he was excited to come meet our specific group that night. And big thanks to Aaron Brown, ticket exec over there with the Agua Caliente Clippers. He was a class act. He followed up several times. And, Mike, even though it was only a three- or four-minute interview, Angel and Desi spent a good amount of quality time with us. We were talking. They were talking to the kids, like you mentioned. It they it wasn't a wham-bam kind of thing. It was it was good quality time. It was exciting. And and this was at the way after the game had ended. You know, all they want to do is go home and get some rest. I get it. And they they put up with us. And, man, I don't know that they knew what was going to hit them. That we had set this podcast interview up. Uh, about a couple weeks ahead of time, so they were prepared to, for the fact that we were going to ask them questions. But the look on their face when we started, it was like, wow, what are we getting into here? <laughs> look, for, for those who were interested, there was actually a basketball game that night also. And I, and I have a couple takeaways from that game, if you'll indulge me. I mean, if, if you're a fan of college basketball outside of Seton Hall, going to a G League game was actually a lot of fun to watch some of the talented players that have just recently graduated. In addition to Desi and Angel on the court, the game featured some pretty familiar names. There was Sidarius Thornwell from Texas Tech, Scott Machado from Iona, Travis Ware from UCLA, and, and Spencer Hawes from BYU. On top of that, you really got a chance to see some of the player development that Angel and Desi referenced in the interview. You know, Angel mentioned in the interview that there was more space to operate on the offensive side of the floor in the NBA game so that you could actually work on his post moves. He seemed comfortable. He seemed aggressive. He had a variety in his low post that I never saw at Seton Hall. It was always one or two back down dribbles and then right over his right shoulder, right? And then Desi, he has absolutely lifted his game from a defensive perspective. And he said it in the interview, if I want to play at the next level, I have to add that element to my game. So there was a moment in which Scott Machado comes up the court for the, uh, the LA team. And for those who don't remember Scott Machado, he was the point guard that came out of uh, St. Anthony's that went to Wyona that ultimately ended up leading the nation in assists his senior season. Machado can play. He's got moves. He's quick. He's low to the ground. You don't lead the nation in assists and, and not know how to play. So Machado brings the ball up court, and there's Desi waving somebody else off to be like, I got this guy. De Desi's a three. 
And he locked down Machado one-on-one on that play. Never would have seen Desi bring that kind of defensive intensity and ability to shut down a smaller guard back in his days at Seton Hall. So kudos to Desi for truly taking advantage of the G League opportunity to make his game better. And I know you don't like the big flashy play, but he had two big-time blocks and one coming off the break helping out that were fantastic during that. You didn't fail to mention Jonathan Motley, who was probably one of the more exciting guys on the court for either team. He really had a great game that night. I believe he had 34 points. That's because Jonathan Motley hasn't met a shot that he doesn't like. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to give the guy too much grief, man. He looked good out there. No, no, I shouldn't be picking on Motley. Motley's got an NBA body. He's got the outside game. He's got the post game. Yeah, he, he deserves to be showcasing his skills in, in this format. He, he just he put up a lot of shots in that game, so I'm not shocked that he well, got his 34. Well, everybody put up a lot of shots in that game. I believe the Clippers had 48 points at the end of the first quarter. I believe we were joking that the over-under was going to be 350. And, and most would think that that's because they don't play any D in these kind of games. I, I, I didn't see that there was a lack of effort for D. I just I think the offensive game is, is more advanced. I think these guys come and go from the roster, so it's hard to get into a cohesive you know unit of how to band together and play solid defense so I think the offense is just going to win out in these kind of situations more often than not and, and that's what we got to see we got to see a very high scoring entertaining game uh, it was like I think it was like 1 to 113 it was, it was a fun game and you know while you were saying the development of the boys has been coming along it was nice to see some of those things that they were famous for uh, they were still doing Angel was a beast grabbing boards he was a beast putting shots back up he had some really nice outlet passes and he had a few nice assists that really kind of brought you back to the moment of when he was at the hall i'd just like to be able to get to see those some of those moments on the ultimate stage so i i'm, I'm where i think we're we're really excited that angel was kind of able to get into the big show for you know a short moment and i hope that him and desi have the opportunity to get back there and, and, pl- and play some more meaningful long-term minutes so we, we wish them both the best and thank them for joining us again yes it was a good time again Thanks to Aaron Brown of the Clippers for taking care of us and our families while we were there. And it was definitely, it's definitely going to be a return trip if either of the boys are still on the team next year. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, please listen to our previous podcasts, which include interviews with former walk-on John Yablonski, former WSOU color commentator Mike McEnany, and 1989 team manager Clark Holly. For Tom Chilkaharski, I am Mike Dizzy Deziri, and you have been listening to Left Post.